Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Palm Wine Central PWC. I'm one of your hosts, Uncle AK. Yo, yo. What up, Smoking Joe over here. Man, I think that's your favorite part of that song. Every time. That's your favorite part of that song, man. <laughs> For real. And how you fellas doing, man? All good, man. All good. Yeah, yeah. Happy Monday. Back in the studio. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. No doubt. Listen, if you're not subscribed to Power Central, it is, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you already subscribed, thank you for listening to this episode again. We greatly, greatly appreciate you. Um, if you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button. Share with your friends, you know what I mean? We'd love to hear you guys' review as well, so leave a review. Um, like our page on our Facebook account. No, we do not. Um, we're only on Instagram and Twitter. You know, you want to connect with us, connect on there, ask us questions, DM us, whichever. You know what I mean? We're open to criticism, man. Negative, positive, it don't matter. You know what I mean? Just let us know, and we're going to address that. Um, no, what did you, man? That for sure. I got an icebreaker, since I just love icebreakers. I got yeah. one. <laughs> if you can instantly, no, 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 forget that one. If you could eliminate one thing from your daily routine, what would it be and mm. why? Mm. You start. You start. You eliminate. I should start. Yeah. I mean, this 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 one is easy now. I've been talking about this, you know, on a daily basis, you know, um, well, throughout this pod, and it's just my procrastinations. You know what I mean? Um, if I could eliminate that, that would be great because I would get a lot of things, you know, that I got on my to do list done. But, 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 this is the other side of that thing, man. I feel like I work best under pressure. Yo, fact. You know what I'm saying? So. If I procrastinate and I know I'm still going to get it done before the deadline. Is it really procrastination? Is it really procrastination? <laughs> <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Just set yourself up for the moment. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's this, get it done like, yep, I did it again. You know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's mine. What's you guys just? Yo, um, it's tough to say, I, I was going to say commuting, but with all these Zoom calls, that's already a wrap. Um, part of me wants to say meetings, but considering the value that we get out of having meetings, um, that's definitely got to stay. I think for me, the one thing I'd want to eliminate, I think just unnecessary distractions, you know, like there's some things I think it comes mostly from habit, you know where you, you think that you should multitask uh, just because it's a thing that people can do, but it's not always best. Um, so just eliminating distractions that would otherwise keep me from just staying focused. Um, when you're locked in, that's when all the, the greatness happens. So you got to let it shine through. And giving, giving it a chance to shine through means eliminating those distractions. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. Man, me, man, I think the only thing I would eliminate is it's working a nine to five. All aboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working. That's a consistent thing. I'm working with other people. I'm making them too much money. And I'm not mm. living by my own terms of success yet. I'm almost there though. I'm real close. So I just fired one more man. I got two more to fire. <laughs> I fired those two. 2021. You'll hear about it. I'm coming on SITM. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. my <laughs> spoke is coming on SITM. Oh, by the way, man, this episode was sponsored by Stuck in the Middle Podcast. Yeah, man, our fellow brothers in podcasting. How did we forget that one? Hey, Jesus. So, 
Anyways, yeah, man. Aziz, nice that'll be great. right there. That'll be great, Aziz. That'll be great, man. You know, you gotta, you gotta show us the ropes. You know, once you fire those three things, man, I'm gonna take, you know, I'm gonna take the torch, you know, and start firing some things out too. Hey, I love it, bro. I love it. Yeah, man. And I, I, you know, I got enough people that's in my corner. Wink, wink. That I got to put it. Man just created his own verbal emoji. Wink, wink. That's a true story, man. That's a true story. Like they say, as long as you got the right team around you, that's all you need to execute. This so is true, man. A lot of people uh, avoid that. They think they got to do everything on their own. But once you get that team and you guys can be effective, it's a wrap. Absolutely. Every business is essentially a team of people executing. Yep, yep. And guess what? If you're mad at my success, just keep watching because I'm going to keep pissing you off. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't go into war as this old. <laughs> guerrilla tactics. Guerrilla warfare. Shout out to my guys that you love just. They've been on their best behavior since. Oh, no. Yo, so, um, yeah, we're just trying to switch gears a little bit. Um, things have been heavy, but we're kind of, you know, just going to try and uh, delve into things a little bit differently. Just make it a conversation. That's At, at the end of the day, Palm Wine Central, that's what it's about. Uh, having meaningful conversations with the, the closed circles around you and uh, enlightening each other. So that's what we're going to do right about now. So I'll kick it off with, a, I guess, a well-worded title called Pro Purpose, um, No Room to Abort Your Ambitions, which sounds heavy, but we're not going to go into the whole pro-life and pro-choice, this and that. Um, nonetheless, um, the first thing that comes to mind uh, when I came up with that title um, was manhood in a world of vices, um, vices being anything that can kind of distract us or, uh, you know, just throw us off track. So without even preempting too much, just <clears throat> listening to that as a starting point, manhood in a world of vices, what do you guys think uh, about that in this day and age and the world that we live in? How do we, how do you navigate those things? I mean, to even start tackling such a conversation, right? What is manhood? Mm. Now, you, now you just took it there. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean we good, gotta we gotta define point. what that is, right? If we have to have that conversation, because that's a good point. You know, I hear I hear some, and I think I think it's mm-hmm, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I hear some women say, "Oh man, you know, there's a lot of boys out here acting like men." Like, damn, what that mean? Mm. You know, what I mean, can somebody break that down for us? Like Aziz, Joe, what do you guys think manhood is? you know, in your opinion? I think uh, now more than ever, that's something that we are either trying to define on our own terms or redefine. And I'm not sure which term to use specifically because um, redefining mean, would mean or imply that it wasn't properly defined in the first place. Um, and especially in today's day and age, you know, I was actually reading a book called Understanding the Power and Purpose uh, of Manhood. Um, I think it was by Miles Monroe. He was talking about these different types or archetypes, so to speak. Um, you know, whether you're the kind of person that's traditionalist or progressive, or you're somewhere in between. And without delving too far off into all that, man, manhood, the way I see it, it comes down to maturity. So maturity means your ability to exercise a certain level of discernment um, in your decision making. Um, one could argue there's an aspect of, uh, you know, masculinity, right? But that 
brings up a whole nother debate. You know, do you necessarily have to be defined as this, you know, to be a man because you can portray certain aspects? But nonetheless, like I said, I think it, it does boil down to that maturity aspect and just wanting to actually fulfill your role outright as a man. I think that's one of the most challenging things because, uh, you know, there's a um, gentleman by the name of Jordan Peterson where he says, for example, that men bear all these responsibilities and there's very little in the way of, I guess, help, right? I think I've, I might have mentioned this before. If a man goes broke and is homeless, he's just going to be on the side of the road. Like there's no, there really aren't those same level of social safety nets to protect him. It's like, yo, you're a man. You're supposed to go and execute. If you didn't, it's a wrap. Um, so I think just being mature and assuming the role of that, the, the mantle or the weight that manhood carries. Um, for me, that's what manhood is about. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I'll piggyback off that. I would say uh, uh, in plain text, it's pretty much master itself, right? So the spiritual, emotional, mental, financial. Um, know you, know what you stand for. Um, understanding how you fit into the bigger scheme of this world and your immediate family, friends, etc. And then uh, for me, it's really just um, being an asset to everybody around me and enhancing everything I touch. So I just I just know that I know and I know who I am and what I stand for. And uh, after my this can only be godliness, right? So I'm, I've progressed to that next stage where I'm on a I'm on God mode now. Shout out to Yeezy, but I, I like that. I like that you said that because it eliminates a lot of the the silos that one can be put into. Yeah. Right? When you you bring it to that spiritual plane, yeah, it's it's kind of like the most even playing field, but at the same time, it's it's on a higher level. Yeah, right? you don't need to be boxed in. You just you're you're boundless, basically. I like that. Yep. Mm. For me, I think um, manhood. <sighs> this is tough, man still kind of grapple with the def- definition of what manhood truly is, but always God first, um, God first, family second, um, being a provider third, and then everything else kind of fall, you know, kind of go in whatever order after that. Just letting yourself experience things, you know, go through different motions, go through different emotions, you know, feel different environments and don't be scared to, you know, be vulnerable you know, that, that right there is key, you know what I mean? That vulnerability aspect of it. Um, it's kind of hard, you know, especially when we're talking about relationships and, you know, even taking that to the next step. It's kind of hard being in something and not being vulnerable, right? Yeah. Like letting the other person, you know, um, experience you, not just physically, but also emotionally emotionally as well, right? Yeah. Um, you have to be emotionally accessible and stuff like that. So just... Knowing all that and, you know, keeping all that on check, you know, mm-hmm. as, you know, uh, one progresses in life and also just being able to adapt to the changes because, man, listen, <laughs> these changes come per, you know, by the minute. It's like a software update, though. We get a software update every minute, bro. So mm-hmm. you just have to, you know, kind of adapt to those changes. And once you cannot adapt to those changes, man, um, it's kind of tough, man. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of tough. That's when people start looking at you like, yo, is a boy or is a man type of shit. You know what I mean? So that's that's I'm glad you took it there, bro. Cause I was actually about to go there. Like, so what are the unsexy things mm-hmm. about manhood that nobody ever talks about, right? Because we kind of hear like the same generic definitions about manhood over and over again. But what is the the, the vulnerable part, right? The mm-hmm. being resilient, um, falling down and getting back up again. 
uh, crying in the dark, mm. uh, being unsure of yourself, uh, those things that nobody ever talks about, but are all parts of being an intrinsic human being in a society where life happens in real time, right? Mm. Um, one thing is, yeah, that vulnerability aspect of it. And, you know, being vulnerable is not just saying, oh, yeah, man, I'm going to talk about my emotions. Not, not saying like something simple as saying, yo, I don't got it today. Can you help me? If I'm like, simple as that. Yeah. That can make or break a man for real, for real, bro. Like, how can something so simple, you know, how can something so simple turn into something very complex, right? Oh, um, a lot of our counterparts go, oh, man. Like dudes are not vulnerable, not vulnerable, not vulnerable. And I'm like, okay, cool. But my question to you is, have you created that environment for the person to be vulnerable? You know, mm. um, you cannot come to play, you cannot come to play a game and just hop in and just start playing without looking at the rules and regulations to that game because you're going to lose off the bat. You know what I mean? So um, in, define, in, in, in seeing those rules and regulations and defining how you want to go about things would then create that, 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 that space for somebody to be vulnerable. So for me, that's one. Um, another one too, yeah, like, you know, crying, as you said, you know, crying. A woman never said, man, quit crying to you, bro. Like, quit crying, chicken shit. Whoa. How do you even, how do you even like talk to somebody, you know, after that, like a woman, how do you even talk to her after that? You know, some shit like that. Not that that shit happened to me or, or, or whatever. Oh, no. But, um, you know, stuff like that. So most... Was men, you know, when when I have these conversations about vulnerability and some of the things that you know they bring up to me, it's this little, but to them it's huge, right? So, how do we start managing such conversations with our counterparts? That's a question that's yet to be. That's actually interesting. Interesting that you say that. <clears throat> Talking about vulnerability because it ties in, you know, with what we mentioned, what what I mentioned earlier about maturity, right? Like a young kid or a young boy might still have so much ego that he feels he doesn't need to ask for help. So there's this kind of an interesting paradox there to be mature also means to be complete. And that completeness also means you have to be willing to be vulnerable. It's like, yo, bro, I don't got it today. Help me out with this. Can you give me advice to that? You know, I remember one time going out with some friends and it was, I was in the, that exact situation. I just didn't have it like that cash wise. And I just, you know, I didn't even really have to tell my friend. My friend was like, yo, you, you good? He's like, don't worry, I got you. You know, but in that moment, I could have been very uh, ashamed in a way. I could have even left, right? Just letting my ego get in the way. But at the same time, knowing that my friend had my back to that extent, that was kind of elevated me just a little bit more. So it's kind of crazy. We don't realize that. Uh, when someone steps up, especially for us as guys, in that moment when you are being vulnerable, when they step up, they can actually help you up. Um, and just to your point and how we start to manage those things, I think we have to kind of normalize it a little bit, not shy away from it. Um, and this comes with part of our discussions. Um, and I've always said, you know, or continue to say, and we continue um, to put this out, especially to our listeners, that Let's not just have conversations that are diluted um, because we are essentially in a way diluting our own potential by not getting access to the information or getting to the point where we realize who we're really dealing with. You know, you want someone to bring them their whole self, 
And in doing so, they can enrich you so you can become your whole self too. I mean, the reality of all this really is even, mm-hmm. do people even hang around the people that they appreciate and cherish, really? Like, to have such conversations, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Are you really among the people that you so see as your, you know, um, your brothers or your sisters that, you know, you can count on when, you know, when push comes to shove, right? Or are you chasing this fairy tale saying, oh yeah, these are my pips, but then you know deep down inside that when he just, when shit hits a fan, you can't even call them, you know, for assistance and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's, that's a real scary reality to think that, you know, especially in in this day and age where we're talking about all these social programs and, you know, who needs to be taken care of who, but like they always say that charity starts at the home. It starts even with our own like group or circles, you know, like who do you know that you can rely on within your own group before you think about anybody else out there in the world or whatever position of power that they're in? Like, do you have somebody you can just pick up the phone and be like, yo, something simple. I need a ride. I got an interview, whatever. Who can you actually call? And I mean, for myself personally, I've had to, I ask those questions all the time. And it's scary when you feel like you don't have answers. It's like, yo, if something really, you know, like just one thing cuts off, you know, they always talk about how um, people in America living paycheck to paycheck. What if, you know, that paycheck doesn't come? What if that savings is not enough to be able to hold you down for an extended period? Who are you going to call? It's a scary thought, but, you know, the sooner we start to kind of talk about those conversations or talk about those topics, um, and reveal those vulnerabilities, maybe then we also, it gives the other person an opportunity to exert a certain level of power or manliness or manhood that shows that they can be a responsible person or a leader or someone that you can depend on. The reality of things too is, bro, among the three of us right now, let's say Aziz makes 200,000 a year, Joe, you make 500,000 a year, and I make generous thank you and <laughs> you know and i'll make a hundred thousand a year for example no as if you make 300 mm-hmm. right um put my business out there bro oh no oh damn my bad son my bad son you know, my bad man i know you got Not, more than that I, <laughs> that's just that's just one of your accounts you know that's just that you know that account <laughs> in singapore you know we're not even talking about the one in 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 in, in, in um in russia or whatever but anyways uh uh um why do we let ego, why would I let ego, for example, in a given situation, right, stop me from saying, as is, yo, man, how did you get to 300? Or, Joe, how did you get to 500? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my 100 and I say, man, I don't want to have this conversation with you. Why? Because I feel like, I mean, I'm already inferior to you at that given point in time, right? I've let myself, I've already brought my mentality down, I've already brought myself down, saying, yo, you've already beat me at this. Why? Because you made more than me. But why can't we say, yo, you had, you right, went out and got the information that you needed or you were exposed to more information than I was and take, you know, responsibility of myself and say, yo, what does Aziz know or, or, or Joe know that put them on that, you know, on that level and try to get on that level too? Why can we get to a point where we're having those conversations? Why can we get to a point where, you know what I mean, we collabing, right? So, okay, you got this, you got that, I got this, let's collab. And whatever comes of that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, we... We split the profits. Why are we constantly looking at things as, oh man, you know, it's a one-way street, it's a one-way street, it's a one-way street. 
if there's anything that, you know, um, everybody else is doing right now that we can learn from is the power of collaboration. Mm-hmm. But yet, once you approach people for collaboration, everybody's kind of like, nah, man, I got something that works. Nah, man, I got my own thing going, bro. Like, nah, man. Like, like we could have been doing, thinking about the same fucking thing. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it would have been better. Yep. I'll just add two things to that point. Because um, that's actually been something that's been popping up from what I've been seeing. Um, you know, let's say from the wealthy. A lot of them, what they do is they don't just invest, you know, the typical stuff we see, real estate and all that. They invest, you know, equity stake in someone else's business. And it's kind of like, why can't we, even on a smaller scale, take that level of investment in each other? You know, whether it's, hey, you know, you're working on a certification. Let me help you out with that so that when you finish, you can be my go-to guy, whether it's you personally or the company that you're finally be able to work for and who you might meet and remember me all those little things and the second thing i'll just say to that is um you know as far as this collaboration um we really take it for granted um and again we're trying to like flip that script of why are we always competing like it's it's a real question that kind of boggles my mind like where does that influence come from that says we have to be competing Mm. right and and i think aziz has mentioned this before himself personally there are those that want to compete against everybody else and those that realize they're competing against themselves and competing against yourself is the route to your own betterment like that mastery that you spoke about as opposed to trying to compete against everybody else and it's just a warfare at the end of the day yes bro like the only best i want to be in my life better than my last i'm not competing with nobody matter of fact you don't even have to ask me what i do and how much i make because i'm gonna tell you because I want you to get there. Because to me, it's all fun and games. It's all kicks and giggles. Like working, working for other people, nine to five, it's not supposed to be taken seriously, right? We're not supposed to be in positions where we feel like we're gonna be doing this forever to even care enough about what somebody else thinks or is doing. You're supposed to know that, yo, this is supposed to get me to that next place. And if you really have that mindset and you're getting there, you don't even care what the next man is doing. You're willing to share it all. I think that's that's why me and AK are so cool. I'm like, yo, what you doing? They're like, yo, what you doing? I'm like, this is what I'm doing. This is what you doing. Get like this. It's like, oh, okay, I'm about to come. All right, cool. I'm about to come. What you doing over there? That's how it's supposed to happen. Like, what is this stupid mm-hmm. thing that people do all the time? And then it's like, it's always people and they're all making the same amount of money and they're not doing a damn thing, but talking about each other. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, yeah. that's fun. I literally go to work every day yeah. and have fun. The second I stop having fun, I start firing balls. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, man. That's what it's supposed to be, man. Like, you wake up looking forward to go do the thing. Not waking up with your hand on your chin like, damn, I got to do this shit again today. Like, what the heck? You know what I mean? Or, for me, is I wake up saying, yo, you know, I'm looking forward to chatting with my colleagues and stuff. You know what I mean? Because there's something I might learn. A thing or two that I might learn. Not, oh, man, I got to deal with these people again today. Like, come on, man. You know, for me, it's more of changing my mindset, really, because... It's mine and nobody else's. I cannot expect somebody to come change it for me. Mm. You know what I mean? So I have to kind of change my mind saying, yo, it's going to be a good day today, bro. Like, regardless of what, it's going to be a good day. I got this thing where I ask, you know, um, 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 most of my people is like, yo, what's your mental like today? You know what I mean? Like, that kind of also tells me how the conversation I'm about to have with you is going to go. You know what I mean? Like, if it's on the 100, I know that, yo, we can have, XYZ conversations. If it's on five, oh man, I'm definitely not bringing up that 
topic that I know you could definitely get red hot on and we're going to be stuck on it for the next two hours because I don't got a kind of time to give. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So also just being intentional, man. And then there's also one thing I want to point out here too is just because that you did something for somebody don't mean that the same shit has to be done for you. Yes, the perception mm-hmm. is supposed to be that way, but reality, it's never that way. For example, um, they say an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. If we all had to leave that way, then nobody will be alive, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody will be alive. So for me, it's more of if I help you build a house, you don't necessarily have to help me back to build a house. You could help me build a fucking plane. Mm-hmm. You could help me build a supermarket. Mm-hmm. Shit, you could help me create the, the the you know the paint that I'm gonna use to paint the goddamn house. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily you don't necessarily have to repay me back in building the house or another or another house. So that concept of an eye for an eye in situations like that just don't work. It really don't work. And that's where I feel like most people kind of bump heads, right? Because it's like, oh, now I did that for you. You're supposed to do the same thing for me. But what about that conversation or that those moments when, for example, you give that person an open ear? Or what about those moments when, you know, you're sitting there, for example, guiding them through college or grad school or you know, guide them through some job application or whichever, you know, or you just there for them, you know, mentally, spiritually or whichever, right? Like nobody's really taking the time to weigh situations, say, okay, this happened, that happened, put on the scale and say, yo, does it really make sense, right? And go from there. Nobody's really taking the time to do that. Everybody's just doing everything on the fly and just, oh yeah, 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 that instant gratification. Now, not everything is instant gratifying to be honest with y'all. Not everything is. And still my opinion, but reality. That's a really deep point and a good segue too, because my next theme or at least topic, I guess, on this was uh, manhood in a world of stereotypes. And just building off what you were saying, it's like that, that concept of us being able to give back to one another, even though it's not going to look the same, sounds a lot like service, as opposed to the traditional idea of maybe leadership that men typically have. Um, and sometimes they do refer or say that um, to, be a, to be a leader, you have to be a servant. But my point is, um, do you guys think that sometimes we do too little to be in service to one another as men? Is there like some sort of stereotypical aspect to where we think that service is beneath us, especially between us. Yeah, I think right. Because if we talk about you know being brothers keepers and things like that, not to cut you off, but you know, in that regard, uh, you know, are we doing enough, and what can we do differently? I think I think that's a good point you make. I think we have to begin to redefine what service looks like too, because service comes from individual strengths, and again, about that mastery itself, right? If you really don't understand who you are, how can you even begin to deposit into somebody else. I think one of my one of my best services is that um whenever you talk to me, you're always gonna leave with something. So you're always gonna leave a little bit smarter than when you came in and we started the conversation. Talk to me. Because it's always something that I can give you and vice versa, right? I'm hoping that you can give me something as well. But I'm all I'm always looking to give you something too, right? I don't go into any conversation thinking, okay, what can I gain from this person? I literally go into every conversation, oh, this is gonna be exciting. Let me get to know you. Even, even when I'm talking to people I don't know, 
could be a chick that I find really attractive. The first thing I'm really thinking about is, hmm, yeah, she's attractive, but who are you? What do you stand for? Yep. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily, oof, yeah, you look good and I can't wait. <laughs> it's, it's other things. It's other mm-hmm. things. Well, I think we just got to redefine service and we got to be willing and available for service too. You don't have to be the leader in every situation. You don't have to play leader in every situation mm-hmm. either. And and... It's even more of a strength of a man realize that yo i'm weak in this area but my brother's stronger so let me let him lead exactly exactly Mm. bro in the alphabet in the alphabet right you have different letters and collectively the make of the alphabet Mm -hmm. that's how you're able to use each word i mean each letter to make a word right and each word sentences Mm -hmm. is the same way as in a in a household for example you know in a household of siblings say you know a parent has you know, a parent, you know, parents, a parent have uh, five kids, for example, right? You have five people with five different brains, five different personalities, five different mentalities. How can they all harness that, you know, that uh, uh, um, passion of, you know, the, the, the passion that they each have, right? And see among themselves that, like, yo, you good at that, you good at that, you good at that. And collectively, you know, create something that will, you know, be the betterment of them. Let's look at the white folks, man. When you hear of something like Walmart, right and all these different things you like you see how the kids all the way you know like grand grandparents parents kids grandkids you see all of them right in there everybody with each and you know each and every one of them with their own strength and weaknesses and stuff like that why can't we do the same right we're looking at each other saying oh no nah, man you bad at this oh no nah, man you bad at that man who gives a shit nobody's perfect bro what mm-hmm. can we, what are we good at let's use that first and then Whatever is bad, then we're gonna find ways now to work with each other. That's how. That's the only way I see how we can work together, bro. If we sit there and say, "Oh man, we're gonna find a a perfect time or a better day," it would never come. It would never come. And that's so heavy because again, it goes back to this idea of collaboration instead of competition. Because if we're competing, that means everybody's trying to be the leader. And like you said, is that's not everybody's position. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Rock used to have this joke in one of his skits. He said, you know, when he was talking about the dynamic between men and women and, uh, you know, in the marriage, and he was saying, you can't have, you can't both be the quarterback. You know, you can't both be trying to hike the ball, hike, hike. No, someone's got to, someone's got to get the ball. Someone's got to pass it. Someone's got to receive it. Like we're still trying to, I guess, grapple with this idea that it's okay. Like you said, to not have to be the leader. It might not be, I wouldn't say at all. It just might not be at every moment, right? There's always going to come those uh, periods in life, you know, it's like seasons and who we're going to put in position in the right place to lead and who's going to be able to follow. And even in that regard, someone that serves still has to bring something of value, right? So just because there's a leader and there's a servant or a leader and a follower doesn't mean that someone has value, someone doesn't. Everyone has value their con- contribution just might look a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So it's really this this idea of us trying to, I mean, not just individually, but collectively try to check ourselves and really understand, like, what is it that we're trying to achieve? Because if I'm just trying to achieve my thing and you're trying to do yours, it's like we're clashing, not because we're competing, but because we're not utilizing the best of what can come from a collaboration, mm-hmm. right? Working together as opposed to working in opposition to one another. This is facts, man. Um, this is facts. Yeah, man. Uh, so, um, yeah, just to build off that, 
Uh, another thing that uh, we can talk about as far as themes or topics on this sort of manhood, uh, pro-purpose type of journey, um, just manhood in a world of emasculation. Um, you know, you see it a lot or hear it a lot. I guess there's an undertone to it. Um, we're not going to blame anybody and say, oh, it's women's fault because they're saying this. No, but just talking on that on that topic, um, what do you guys feel uh, when you hear about this sort of idea of emasculation of men? We talked about trying to define on our own terms what manhood might look like, what it means, um, how do we carry it forward? Do you think this whole idea of emasculation is a real thing at all to begin with? Hmm. Um, it definitely exists, um, but it's definitely a cure for it in the same breath. I think a lot of dudes that are in jail doing a lot of personal time in their heads. So they see everything against them as opposition and, and as trying to emasculate them. And uh, you gotta be careful with that because at the end of the day, like we all wake up and have 24 hours every day. So what you do with your 24 hours, make or break where you wanna go and how you see yourself and your vision. Ultimately, like nobody can take from you what you work for. So to me, it's the first step, how hard are you really working for your goal? And if you feel like you've been emasculated or you've been you've been put in a position where you've been marginalized, et cetera, find another route. There's multiple ways to success. Man, there is, there sure is multiple ways to success. Um, there's no cut and dry definition to how you're supposed to go about it or who's supposed <laughs> to help you get there and how, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and this thing called life, this journey called life, you're gonna meet people you're gonna meet people, you know what I mean? You're gonna love people, you're gonna love people, stuff like that, man. Um, the minute you accept the fact that these things will happen and all these two shall come to pass, the better for you, you know what I mean? You cannot sit there um, crying wolf over, <laughs> over what? Something that could have been, might have been. Let the man upstairs take care of that, that's his job. <laughs> you worry about tomorrow. You worry about right now and tomorrow, what could come tomorrow, right? Hoping that eventually something will come off it and you could also reconcile certain things tomorrow, right? Once you get to where you want to be and stuff like that. There's that book called uh, The Power of Now, right? When you read that, you kind of have that understanding of what do I have to do at this moment for the betterment of tomorrow? Am I just going to sleep my day or am I going to sleep 25% of it and the remainder of, you know, the 75, apply myself, right? You just have to be able to say, yo, this is the things that I need to do, you know what I mean, to put myself where I want to be. Not everybody's going to be for you. It's that simple. Um, not everybody is. You should be able to listen to something and go, eh, that's just your opinion. I mean, yeah, it's everybody's. I mean, everybody has his or her opinion about stuff, but sometimes it's just something like... <clears throat> Yeah, that's just your opinion, you know what I mean? Because you never took the time to ask me where I'm headed. But you already think of where I'm heading, right? So being able to separate those kind of conversations, the ones that somebody's just talking to you because they feel like talking, and the ones that somebody's actually talking to you because they care and they actually want to input into your journey, right? Being able to separate those. And lastly, for me, it's more of, you know, um, as I grow and as I try to put myself back into, not put myself back, but as I grow into my own man, right, um, from 
topics is love, um, finance, uh, uh, you know, God, just, you know, being a man in general, you know, all I can hope for is better. That's all I can re- that's that's all I can really hope for. Better, better, better every day. You know, wake up in the morning saying, yo, I want to be better today than I was yesterday. Sometimes in my short fort, um, show falls short, but waking up and actually saying those words, right? Putting planning that thing in my head saying today will be a better day than yesterday. Today I will cultivate better relationships than yesterday, right? Having like saying those things to my to, to myself kind of you know, uh, uh, makes me, it drives me to actually do them as the days, I mean, as my, as the hours within that day go, rather than just sitting and hoping that it might happen. No, actually speaking those words to myself and then taking action. Just a random side note. When I heard you mention um, not, you know, growing and talking about things like finances and love, it's probably a whole nother episode, but I, I wonder if fellas talk about love enough, man. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't want to sound too R&B, but there <laughs> used to be a time where you had to actually understand what that meant too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like we've been saying with everything that we talk about, in order to execute, you have to know the theory behind it. But to know the theory behind it, you have to have enough information. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there might be room to say that there's, you know, on on that note, for example, that, some of us are a little bit subpar in the way that we love because not that we're not doing it right. We just don't even understand it. We don't even, or even beyond that, we don't even talk about it enough to get the right information on it. You know what I mean? So I definitely agree with you in this whole process, I guess, of evolving that in the level of conversations and the level of, um, you know, just kind of putting ego aside to really, put the right people around you, like you said, and just maximize all that that encompasses, all the information, all the value that people can bring, um, having those kind of conversations, like you said, again, and that's definitely something I'm going to take forward is knowing how to filter those things out. Just like you said, right off the bat, just ask somebody, how are you doing today? Like, where's, where's your head at? And once you know that, you know, like you said, who you can deal with, who those people are that are going to give you the maximum value that you need to also produce your own maximum value. But yeah, that's another, that's another podcast episode for another day. The ladies think we're sleeping on love. We, we know a thing or two. It'll come out. Man, you know, we, 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 we sure to know a thing or two, but we, we, we get into those conversations with, without any intent of getting something out of it, bro, to be honest with you, because we don't want to have those conversations. Mm. Like once, you know, once that topic is brought up, you just everybody go, you know, to pick up the cup, like, Oh, wow. All right, man. Why you gotta kill the mood, bro? Shit, we're having a good time, bro. Why you gotta kill the mood from like, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but to actually story. have those conversations, man, is putting your guards down. Is you know yeah. telling those sto- those untold stories, bro. Like digging mm-hmm. deep into your, you know, into that, into your soul, and you know showing your peoples, like your 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 your, your guys, how vulnerable you get, bro. Nah, yeah. you gotta keep your street code, as most men would say. I gotta keep that G code. Mm. Fuck your G code, shit, nigga. The hell. But anyways, that's how you have a bunch of people, you know, jumping into this thing called. You know what? It's an it's, it's a topic for another day. Let's just leave it at that. It's a topic for another day. As if you are cheesing too much, I beg you have something to say. You must I, say something. I think I know you. I think I know where you're going. I was I was when you finish your thought. Jumping in this thing called 
I'm not too. It's a topic for another day. Ah, it's a topic for another day. The narrative for this one. <laughs> we all got our stories, man. I'm telling you. That's why I said the ladies don't know. I'm pretty sure that we have some stories of our own. If we told them, they'd cry on our behalf. You know, it was, it's been rough. Mm. It's been rough. Mm. And you, just, but, um, not, yeah, we live and we learn. Yeah, not to go there. One thing I did notice is that <laughs> I've learned that men love a lot harder than a lot of women, especially when it comes to dating. <laughs> There's truth to that. Yeah. There's truth to that. I'll leave it at that for now. I'll leave it at that for now. I'll wait for I'll wait for that. We'll get in we'll get into it. It's a cliffhanger. It's a yeah. cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. But uh... in relation to emasculation though, one thing I did want to say is that um as I was thinking about it and as everybody was speaking on it, one thing about emasculation that I that I've noticed and that I've and that I feel like a lot of people should take note of is that um nobody can really make you feel emasculated unless you've already determined that you are. So internally you had that discussion and there's something in you that feels like you're less than for whatever reason. And then there's that manifestation, that outward manifestation of what you're really feeling on the inside that kind of carries itself out in actions and in how you verbalize emasculation in general. So I think that if you really feel like you're dealing with that, you should probably look inward first because nobody can really make you feel emasculated unless you really feel like you're less than. Listen, man, it's like I've always said, you cannot seek validation from somebody else because all you're only doing is opening yourself a heart break. So however they say it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you validate yourself first. Mm-hmm. Somebody can I come and tell you that, yo, you good at, you good at soccer. I could compliment you. So, yo, man, <laughs> you're a beast at this, but you the person at the end of the day who's telling yourself, yo, my nigga, I'm dope. I'm great at this thing and go at it. So that validation that you're seeking from somebody else and getting your heartbreak is supposed to come from you first. Because if you're not telling yourself that there's no person on this earth that can tell you for you to feel validated. Mm. Yes. It's that simple, man. Mm. Simple, And man. just to that point, you know, you, you talked about redefining. Well, I mean, what I should say is what I'm hearing is uh, that's also an aspect of kind of redefining what confidence is. Uh, we've talked before about redefining success. We've talked before about redefining uh, perhaps manhood or at least encompassing all the things that it actually, uh, or defining all the things that it truly encompasses in order to understand it fully. But even redefining confidence, like how to put yourself in a, in a position that you are so sure of yourself, not arrogantly and not, not in a way that is, um, you know, in a way to belittle other people or that you lose perspective of yourself, but, in a, in a true format such that you don't let others define you. Um, because the minute you do that, like you guys have been saying, there's no stability, right? You, you know, we always talk about men, you know, men having a sort of needing to have direction in life and being committed to their goals and to a cause. But if you let other people define who you are, they'll define every aspect, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. How they call you, how you answer, mm-hmm. where your goals are, where you should be headed your life literally becomes predicated on their explanation uh, you know. ex, um, on their expectations and their definitions. Mm. Um, and that's not, you know, that's not the position you want to put yourself in because, you know, when we're talking about manhood, how can you really say that you have manhood if you, you have no definition in, in that sense, in, in, in the sense that 
if you're not defining what it is that you want to achieve, how can you claim to have something worth wanting to achieve? Um, if that makes sense. Yep. There's that thing that <clears throat> there's that thing that goes um their leaders and their followers, right? Um even mm-hmm. in following, you could be a leader in following. Um mm-hmm. you can literally say, you know what? You have more knowledge. You're more knowledgeable in this. You're more versed in this thing than I am, right? And I cannot mm-hmm. go standing in front of you saying, "No, I know, I know," when I don't know shit. But I can know. But I do know that I can learn that. I do know that I can get the same information as you. And all that takes is for me to, you know, put my ego to the side and just sit there and listen and listen and acquire the knowledge that I need, right? And in turn, take that and do what I need to do, but not. Go and be flashing your face like, oh yeah, I got the information and now I'm better than you. No, it's more of, hey man, listen, you told me, I mean, there's, there's, there's just a mutual respect, you know what I mean, of this person mm-hmm. taught me X, Y, and Z. So this definitely, this person definitely goes down in into that resource book, right? Because I, I, I feel like everybody should have a resource book. Like, yo, I need graphics, this person. I need, you know, mm-hmm. I need advice on some godly stuff, this person, you know? Mm-hmm. Each and every one of us, we verse in one aspect of or the other. So, not having a resource book, for example, is very detrimental to a man or a woman, right? Such does not know mm-hmm. gender, really, and also just knowing yourself, man. Um, in one of our previous episodes, we spoke about um, knowing your passion, right? Know know what you're passionate about, and also what you know, right? Those are Similar, but yet different things. Like you could be passionate about something, but not know it, right? And in turn, go and get that knowledge. But there are things that you just know off the bat. For example, some shit that you went to school for. Um, civil engineering, you know that. Um, chemical engineering, you know that because you educated yourself on it. But you might be passionate about radio, for example. Well, how how do you get into it? How do you even start? Do you start by podcasting? Do you start by you know going and uh, volunteering at some local network, you know, radio station or whatever, you know what I mean? You go out your way to get that information type of thing. So just knowing what you want and who you are and just go and just go at it, man, um, is key. It's, it, 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 it's, it's very important. And collaboration, bro, like, it gets no better than collaboration, to be honest with you. There's no need for me to go and be spending 24 hours when I can cut that in half and give have to assist and we arrive at the same goal. There really is no need for me to go sitting there doing it for the whole 24 hours. It just makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Efficiency. I just had a friend today who was telling me that she basically created another income stream for herself because she started reaching out to people that wanted to write you know, their own biographies but didn't have the time to do so. So now she's the one who's getting paid to do it for them. So their story is getting done that much quicker because she's the person that reached out and is their go-to person to get it done. So that idea of collaborating, creating more resourcefulness. And to that note, I think that's, that should be something we, uh, we start. That's going to be a new way of bringing, bringing back the proverbial uh, phone book or black book, but redefining it in a way that do you have a go-to, I guess, speed dial of people that are assets in your life? that can be those resourceful people that you need. Um, so that when you want to execute something, all you got to do is pick up the phone. You know, we hear that all the time about 
um, you know, people in high places and, you know, they have the right networks. So, oh, you need this done. No, let me just make a phone call and it's done, you know, but we need to start being that, you know, kind type of person for each other. This is facts, man. So we're going to bring that back, start that wave. This is facts. Two or more heads is better than one. It gets no better than yeah. that. No yeah. better than that. We should definitely get um, that friend of yours in the pod and, you know, um, talk to them about, you know, how to arrive at that. Um, one thing to that I'm also curious mm. too, you know, with all this um, sales startups and all whatnot is pricing model. You know, um, that's something that a lot of people can learn from. Like, how do people actually price for, you know, for their goods and services? Like, I mean, of course, yeah. the there's, there's that general, oh, yeah, I can look I can look at, you know, competitors and see what they're doing. But really, as, you know, entrepreneur mm-hmm. and, you know, with your own code of, you know, conduct or ethics, you know, and stuff like that, how do you personally, mm-hmm. you know, price your own items being that, you know, you want to, uh, succumb to this to your niche you know and stuff like that so having mm-hmm. you know all you know different people to come and you know share their you know their thoughts unfiltered thoughts you know not structured like mm-hmm. on stuck in the middle and stuff like that would be super dope but we could touch other things too like you know personal stuff if they're married you know shit like that so yeah definitely having you know our peers it doesn't have to be anybody of you know uh, no uh, i can now uh, i can uh preempt that story just a little bit by giving some, uh, leaving some breadcrumbs. Um, so the person in question is a friend of mine. All right, let me let me paint the full picture so that people can actually understand that, you know, there's a certain way you can move in life and just opens up doors if you change, you know, that frequency. So this is a girl that I actually met through Tinder, right? Hey. Real, real talk. Okay. We met through Tinder. We started talking, developed a friendship, right? So I had a friend of mine. <laughs> huh? Oh, those Tinder streets. Uh, that's that's a conversation for another day. Once we're not recording, we'll, we'll talk about those. But um, <laughs> so I actually put her in touch with a friend. I'm just saying. So I put her in touch with the guy, right? And he had recently just started his own uh, business, basically. He's, you know, author slash teaching other people how to write um, and uh, self-publish, actually. But what happened was her meeting him allowed her to unlock her potential because she was always a good speaker, always a good writer. And she had wanted to write a book. He just happened to, you know, give her the tools to be able to self publish. So there was actually a picture that she sent me where, you know, I had introduced them just via WhatsApp, but they had never, I'd never, you know, seen them together or didn't, we didn't have a conference call, but she sent me a picture where he was the moderator, moderator, at her book launch. So that's me seeing them together like full circle. So now recently, because she's, you know, gained all this confidence and things are working. um, She was even telling me about how she was trying to get a job and it's been taking a long time, but she created this income stream for herself. So through her skill set that she now learned that she, you know, she'd proven to herself that she had it because of that whole book launch. So there's a lot of moving parts to that story, but, it kind of encapsulates all we've been talking about, right? Believing in yourself, that self-mastery, bringing forth that value, the the untapped potential for what collaboration can bring. You know, that's a collaboration between all of us, all those people that might not know each other, but if we didn't cross paths, mm. you can't even count how many lives would have been affected. The mm. people that she's now writing stories for, 
What's that going to mean for them once that's revealed to the world? Her own progress as an individual, the friend that I set her up with and how that's another client that's a notch on his resume that speaks to the people that he's going to attract as new clients. It's crazy how life works, but like we keep saying, once you break down those barriers, you know, ego, distractions, whatever you want to call them, and start availing yourself to that collaboration, like it's, the potential becomes infinite. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the closest thing to godliness, right? Yeah. Like I can't do it individually, but once we start working as a collective, it's, it's like us peering into what God is able to do on his own level mm-hmm. by himself. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to leave it like that. And so we got two, two future episodes already in the bag. Mm, and just to add to that too, taking somebody's time serious is key in all of this. Mm. Like, just don't mm-hmm. come and say, "Oh, we might have a you know business meeting, and you about to tell me about what happened to Mary John at the club last week, bro." Don't give a fuck about that. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about why we're here. You know what I mean? And then once we do, once we done, and still and 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 there's more time, then we can you know channel we can channel all the other you know. Uh, miscellaneous thoughts that we have, you know, at that given point in time. But with that, I've I seen this 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 thing on you know on the on the gram that I thought was very in, uh, interesting. So I'm gonna just read it the way it is. Um, this guy wrote, um, "Don't think you deserve the job. Apply for it anyways. Don't think your article is good enough. Publish it anyways. You don't think? Don't reply to your email. Send it anyways. Don't self reject. Yo, that's big, man. You know what I mean, like." How many, mm. how many times have you heard people say, yo, I just constantly, you know, sending emails, 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 knocking it on, knocking it on, knocking it on. And eventually, it's not later, you know, the door was opened or, you know, that email was replied, right? So, um, mm-hmm. it's just to send that email, bro. There's so many emails that we've sent out, you know, stuck in the middle and stuff like that. Some we've never, you know, heard back. Some we've heard back to a no. Some we've heard back to them charging us for even coming on. You know what I mean? Crazy stuff, man. By the end of the day, bro, it's, what is it that you set out from the jump to do? Are you doing that? Mm-hmm. With that in mind, I'm good. Everything else is secondary, bro. I mm-hmm. did what I could, and I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. But not doing it, that's not good enough for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know. One thing I love about this, yeah. too, is that it's just amazing to me how God can literally inject himself into every scenario. Like, that, that story you were telling, I, all I saw was like God setting this up and God setting this. And it's crazy how He can use yeah. a platform like that to set it up in a way. Now we're talking about being financially independent. Like mm. only God. Who else, right? Tinder is not just a spot to go date. Yep. Hey Amen. I'm you telling you, if you just change your here. perspective, you never know. You know, mm. you never know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just the mindset know. in which you go in with will determine yeah. what it exactly. is that you get out of it. <laughs> it's that right. simple. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. We could we could even flip that and say, you know, you can use that as a lit, litmus test for manhood. You know, there's going to be those that go in there and they already got somebody in a relationship and they go in there just to cheat. The other ones that are going in there, um, you know, trying to make somebody fall in love when they themselves know what love is and don't intend to give it. Or you're going to be that person that goes in, you meet somebody, you actually connect, you collaborate and unlock 
doors not only for them but for other people that they will touch mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah we could go on i'm just saying what else you got in our bag joe this is what it is that's about it man it was, again you know these things i can only uh outline them but at the end of the day we you know we're unpacking them um for these listeners and uh this is just a taste of what it's like and this is not to say that you know this is just us and and um we're letting you peer into our conversations, but we also want to encourage people to have these conversations themselves, to even have these conversations with us, right? Um, and those comments, DMs, um, just shout out to us. Let us know. Let's let's have these conversations with you. Um, we all want to elevate each other at the end of the day. Um, and collaboration is not limited to us just because we know each other. Um, it shouldn't be limited to just the people that you're friends with, family with. Um, anybody that can elevate you is uh, someone that's potentially worth working with. So, yeah, that's my two cents. And you were sticking with it. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I want to close it out this way, man. And we, I think I, I think we should close out, you know, all our episodes this way. What is one thing that you're curious about right now? That I'm curious about right now? Yes. Could be anything. Wow. Um, whew at the risk of sounding self-centered. Um, the thing I'm curious about right now is the thing that keeps me up at night. It's, I think it's that gap between my future aspirations and whether or not they'll be achieved. I think uh, Drake has a line. I'm probably going to forget it right off the top of my head, but something along the lines of, um, man, the song's not coming to me. But something along the lines of, you know, I've got all these plans, you know, in the future, but the real question is, am I actually going to achieve that? So that's that's what I'm curious about the most. You're going to be awake for, for a long time, my brother. Because <laughs> you're going to have all these different aspirations that's, that's, that's going to keep coming at you. That's a philosophical question right there. <laughs> I just trying to find the meaning of myself. But damn. I see somebody needs some shrooms and a desert to just walk. <laughs> around as far as it can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can. Uh, two things really. You know, oh, I learned a lot, but if I, if I ain't going to have it, there ain't no telling for something like that. But anyways, go ahead. Mm, I'll, I'll piggyback off what Joe said. First one, I got two things. First thing is um, how fast do I get to fire my boss? Because I, I don't know anybody else that does this, but I do this. Stuff. Like every job that I start, I have an exit date in my head. <laughs> the first day I start, I have an exit date. And actually, every contract that I sign, I have another contract that I present, really my terms. So I'll give you what you want on paper, but I'm going to give you what I'm going to do on too. And that's how I'm going to move. And really, <laughs> you can deal with it how you deal with it. So I feel like my exit date is coming faster and that I'm going to fire another boss before the end of the year. But let's see what happens. And then... Um, it's <laughs> and it's fun too because you get to do it in a way where not only are they not expecting it it almost empowers everybody else around you and that's the biggest piece right because people always feel like they have no options and employers actually play on that if you if you really pay attention to the dynamics and the psychology behind everything but if somebody comes in and says you know what after this i'm out <laughs> and i'm gonna tell you why i'm out in a meeting in front of everybody it kind of like leaves the room like ooh, damn. And then somebody somewhere is like, yo, he's right. I could do this too. And before you know it, innovation. But the second thing is, what is Biden and Kamala going to do 
That's my other Ooh, thing. Ooh, dog. Why, mm. why, 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 mm. why could you just stay with your number one? <laughs> why you gotta end on that? Note? Why could you just stay with your number one? Yo. What the heck, man? Yo. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what I'm really curious about, that's man. Off, like, off their topic. You know, when, when I think about, you know, the, you know, the climate change, the, the, the Paris, what, whatever, you know, accord, whatever, you know, the climate mm. thing. When I mm-hmm. think about all these different things that Trump took four years yeah. to offset, right? Mm-hmm. I think about so you know the catch-ups that Kamala and you know Biden got to do or have to do, and possibly even do more greater than you know that. Like I mm. think about, it, I'm like, yo, can they even accomplish this in four years? What can they even accomplish in four years? Looking mm. back to when Obama was president, right? We say, oh, our very first black president. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight years. What can we really show for for that? Yay, right? All these different things like kind of mm-hmm. open our eyes, open our minds, and you know we, you know we think, you know what I mean. We express ourselves and stuff, but really, when you know when it really comes down to reality, you see them like, damn, what's in it for me, bro? <laughs> what's in it for me, bro? Like for real, for real. Like, how would this even benefit us? You know, as a nation. And then the other yes. thing I'm just curious about too, man, is why the fuck is Africa so interested in American politics when they can't even handle them themselves? <laughs> bro? Like, bro, those those marches in Nigeria praying for Trump. Oh, it don't make sense, so, bro. The real question: How many how many WhatsApp messages did you get of prophets saying that Trump was going to win, <laughs> saying that God showed them? <laughs> who are these prophets, and right. are, they, are they still not? Are they still have they been sold yet? It's crazy, man. It's crazy, but yeah, I'm I, I, I'm just glad, you know, the nightmare is over. Well, almost over, because we still got to drag somebody out of the, you know, out of the White House and shit like that. It's not um, over. It's not over yet. So you know, what I mean, um, allegations of fraud. <laughs> but we'll see what happens, bro. We'll like an African happens. country, for real. <laughs> <laughs> for real, you know, for real, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Have you ever, Joe? Um, Joe, you might you. This might probably resonate with you more, but you ever remember? Like you remember? Wait, you were born here, right, Joe? Yes. Oh damn. Anyways, I mean, you've lived in, in South years. Africa and stuff See? like that, but I remember back home saying like. I used to, you know, watch all these movies and stuff. See all the high rises, you know, all this technology. Like, dog, America is it, bro? Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember my first week here, said, I'm like, shit, can somebody take me back to Cameroon, dog? Like, this joint is boring and some mugs, and like, there's nothing to do. What the heck? You know, but as you grow and, you know, you immerse yourself in society and stuff, you start finding different things to do. But still, it's nothing like home. You know what I mean? It's nothing like home. But now they've gone in and created all these different wars, there's all these different this conflicts and shit like that. So home is not even home, bruh. And then you sit and where you are start giving you home vibes. Something that's supposed to be totally different from home, but it starts giving you home vibes. And you just sitting there like, what the heck? What is this? Yeah. And then you have your buddies on the phone, like, yo, man, America, I got I wanna come to America. I wanna come to America. I'm like, son, I mean. I can't really tell you because I was once there. I wanted to come to America too. So, hey, man, if you're able to come to America, come to America, bro. At the end of the day, it's a lot of, um, 
where dreams come true, you make it what you want to be. You yeah. know, you you do as you see fit, pretty much. You want to be a millionaire, and you know, you find your way to become a millionaire. You can do it. If you want to be a bump, and you find your way to be a bump, you can do it, son. You know, anything is possible. For real, for real. One thing I give uh, the election credit for that I never really took, um, I never really took notice of until the election happened and they announced that Biden and Kamala won is Saturday when it was announced. This happened three times to me actually. First time I was in my neighborhood, there was a, a, a in a car and she actually stopped me as I was walking and she was, and I was like, uh, "Are you lost? You okay?" And she was like, "I'm a lot better now that Kamala's in office." It was like interesting. Okay, then I was driving twice, and then two women actually stopped me at lights, and they were like, "How about Kamala Harris?" And I was like, "Wow, I really paid attention to the psychological effect that that has on women." But that's actually dope in itself that they can actually see them mm. in that light now in this country. So yeah, definitely shot Kamala. I mean, her husband is white, so but I, I mean, he's still black apart from that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it 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 it's like it's like before Obama became, you know, president. You know that dream of, hey, is there ever gonna be a black president? Yeah. You know, I mean, we've seen a black president. Mm -hmm. Now, we see a you know the first you know not just woman VP but black woman VP at that too. Yeah. And we hoping you know for Mm -hmm. you know a woman president, not just you know a woman but black too as well. You know what I mean? So. Hey man, it's a great time to be alive. I'm not even gonna lie to you, bro. Mm. You know, even with COVID, even with COVID at that too. Um, shit, man, we're learning a lot. Who could have ever said that? Yo, like half of America be walking from home, and mm. it's the norms. Mm. Who could have ever thought about it that way, right? Mm. So all these things come. Yes, it's bad, but what's the beauty in it? What What are the things that we're learning from it? You know, to mm. drive society in a positive way, all these different things. So, man, hey, I don't even know if we're still on, you know, on track with our topics, but shoot. <laughs> <laughs> man, with that said, it up man, for the day. With that said, we could wrap. You give it up, them man. extra nuggets now. <laughs> I just want to say, appreciate everybody that listens in. I definitely wanted to give a special shout out to uh, Tope, one of our faithful day ones. Uh, his last comment was. The show got me thinking about advancing myself further. Continue to advance yourself, Black man. Appreciate you. Uh, rock with us. We definitely rock with you. And uh, definitely leave your comments. Subscribe. And uh, hit us up on all social media platforms. We want to hear from you. And we do this for all of y'all. Y'all heard the man. Joe, you got no anything? Uh, no, it's always a pleasure. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, this is, like we've been saying, it's a process of growth uh, for all of us. And we're just trying to take people along that journey. Um, so this is not... We're not doing this in isolation from the people that listen to us. We want you guys to feel a part of it and to uh, feel like you also have people that are willing to walk along that journey with you. Uh, we're not perfect. Nobody needs to be perfect. Um, ideally, the best thing that we can do is just start um, to grow in ourselves more, that self-mastery, and ultimately extend that outward. I think, uh, if I'm not going to misquote this, but it's, you know, love God with all your heart, uh, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And oftentimes people kind of, you know, uh, mix, jumble that all up, but it just means that uh, have a higher purpose, um, um, however you define that, lock into it because it is 
above all these things that are otherwise mediocre around you and don't start to love those around you without first loving yourself because you will end up giving them a half-baked version of who you are um so yeah this is just us saying walk along that journey and hopefully get to a point where all of those things are intertwined with one another yeah man um i don't got anything to add to that you guys nailed it like as you said you know follow us on all social platforms um, leave a review for us leave it positive it don't really matter and just to remind the listeners this episode is sponsored by you know, good guys stuck in the podcast and we follow them follow us as well and um, yeah man keep rocking with us man appreciate you have a great week Slow. Can you feel the vibe? 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 Can you feel the fire? 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 Can you feel the fire now?